Vivaldi's Four Seasons means that it's time once again for this week's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many more seasons to enjoy. We do this show on behalf of the Glencove Senior Center. So good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments is here every Saturday at 11 in the morning. Keep us on your calendar to tune in. Now, today's show is with a local practitioner whose specialty is optometry. He purchased a decades-old practice in Glen Cove about 25 years ago and still operates it. Dr. Gary Galanti has the bedside manner and provides the service that has kept my husband and me coming to him as patients for years and years. We look forward to catching up with Dr. Galanti, and we'll learn more about his operation and success in the city of Glen Cove. But first, it's now time for our Wacky Word of the Week. Now, today's Wacky Word is obviously in honor of our guest. (laughs) It's myopic. It is an adjective and means affected by nearsightedness, or lacking in foresight or discernment or limited in outlook. I like that definition. I really do. So its origin, myopia, is a condition in which images come to focus in front of the retina of the eye, resulting in the inability to see distant objects clearly. Those with myopia can be referred to as myopic or less formally nearsighted. Myopic has extended meanings, too. Someone who is myopic might have trouble seeing things from a different perspective or considering the future consequences before acting. Myopic and myopia have a lesser-known relative, myope, meaning a myopic person. All of these words ultimately derived from the Greek myops. Oh, my. Yes, my. Uh, I just, a little point here. All uh, coming, stemming from the Greek, which leads me to big fat Greek wedding and the father. Yeah, and everything everything was stemming from the Greek, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I always think of that. Yes, of course. Particular movies. Uh, my optic was today's wacky, wacky word of the week. Every week we try to come up with a joke or fact or idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our Did You Know? Here are some optometrist jokes that I found on the internet. Now, just recognize we're not necessarily comedians, though we like to think we are. <laughs> right. So. And, and so I'm going to. One of us will set up the question, and the other will put in the punchline. Okay. Okay? So, why did the phone wear glasses? Because it lost all of its contacts. Naturally. (laughs) So, my dad was given a selfie stick as a Christmas present. It turns out that he can now hold it far enough away to read text messages. A man goes to the eye doctor. He sits down, and the receptionist asks him, why is he here? The man complains, I keep seeing spots in front of my eyes. The receptionist asks, have you ever seen a doctor? To which the man replies, no, just spots. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A man walks into the opticians and asks, how much? Are your glasses? The assistant says, well, it depends. They all vary. The man then replies, oh, I see clearly. The assistant responds abruptly, well, you don't need any then. (laughs) So a man goes to the eye doctor. The eye doctor asks him if his eyes have ever been checked. The The man (laughs) says, no, they've always been brown. (laughs) And finally, thank God... (laughs) At a hotel restaurant, a man is sitting down to dinner when he spots an attractive woman sitting alone at the next table. Suddenly, she sneezes, and a glass eye comes flying straight out of her eye socket. Oh, my. Oh, my. In slow motion, the man jumps up from the table and snatches it from the air. He then hands it back to her. This is so embarrassing, the woman says, and she pops her eye back in place. I'm sorry to have disturbed you. Let me buy you dinner to make it up to you. May I join you? The man nods. 
the woman is stimulate is a stimulating con- conversationalist, incredibly pretty, and the man finds that they have a lot in common. He gets her phone number and says, "You are the most charming woman I have ever encountered. Are you this nice to every guy <laughs> you meet?" No, the woman replies. "You just happen to catch my eye." <laughs> Baba boom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Optometrist jokes were today's. Did you know? And now to introduce our guest. Dr. Gary Galanti is a born and bred Long Islander. He has lived his entire life in the city of Glen Cove. He attended Adelphi University and received a bachelor's degree in biology. Afterwards, he then attended the New York, excuse me, the New England College of Optometry in Boston, Massachusetts. He chose optometry as a profession because he wanted to specialize in a primary health field that had much diversity and required a strong, personalized doctor-patient relationship. Now, uh, this is a quote. This is what Gary Galanti says. Vision is our most valued and precious sense. Providing corrective eyewear to patients, especially for the first time, is one of the most rewarding aspects of my profession. The reaction when someone sees better with corrective lenses gives me a sense of gratification. Nothing gives me more pleasure than helping others to see better. Now, that statement really sums up who Gary is. So, Dr. Gary Galanti, welcome to Senior Moments. Thank you very much, Nina Stewart. Thank you very much for uh, inviting me here today. Well, oh, it's it is our pleasure. That, yeah, you Thank just you. echoed me. Yes, yes. So, we're eager to find out more about you because we really only know you in the environs of your office. Mm-hmm. And when you're peering... Into our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and at times you do that very close. Yes, I did get proc- yeah. very close. Yes, it's now, one, yeah. You're, you're, you're a Long Island guy mm-hmm. and you're a Glen Cove person. Yes. Did you go to school in Glen Cove? Yes, uh, I'm a product of the uh, Glen Cove public school system uh, from kindergarten straight through graduating uh, from the Glen Cove High School. Wow, uh-huh. yes. So you do. You mentioned when we were just chit-chatting before that you know our music our music consultant, Dale. Yes, yes, I because do. Because you were yep. in school at the same time that he was. Yes, he was the, the music, music director right. at the high school at the time. Yes, That's correct. yes, yes, yep. yes. I know. And he was very well loved there. Oh, he's beloved. Yeah. He's beloved. Oh, he still sees his students from I'm all sure. those years past. And he still comes out regularly for the retired teachers' get-togethers. And he comes so. out and helps us. He's our musical consultant. Yeah, he Wonderful. does. He helps us with that, and wherever we're so grateful to him. So, uh, tell us about your family. Um, your mom and your dad were uh, they? Well, my mom. My mom is currently uh, eighty-nine years old and still lives in Glen Cove. My father has passed away about two and a half years ago. Uh-huh. Was your uh, mother? born here? Yep, both my parents were born right in Glen Cove, and in fact they both grew up on the same street and were childhood sweethearts in oh. Second Street in Glen Cove. Second Street yeah, in Glen so right Cove. right near the yes. uh, St. Rocco's Parish. That's yep. right. Oh. right. Yeah. They, they Both their families had settled in the area, and uh, that's where they met. Ah, yes, yeah. yes. And they were and married for 63 years before my oh, father God passed bless. away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, we have a couple of years to catch up. We're married <laughs> 61. <laughs> anyway, this, yeah. So uh, I'm really intrigued by your choice of optometry. Yeah, Did why? You why optometry? Any idea when you were um, a kid? I was uh, at Adelphi University, like you had said earlier, and I was in the uh, pre-med biology program there. Uh-huh. And in my junior year, having to make decisions as to what I was going to pursue postgraduate, one of my advisors at the college uh, made in proposals of different fields, dent- dentistry, podiatry, optometry, and uh, I put my focus into, no pun intended, into optometry. <laughs> yes. uh, so I had uh, spent some time with local optometrists in the area, you know, uh, in their practices, uh, read up on the field. I went to uh, the College of Optometry. Right in Manhattan. And um, at that point, I decided to take the uh, entrance exam and made my applications, and the rest is history. The rest is history, yes. Mm -hmm. It's a very highly fine-tuned field. Yes. I mean, no, going yeah, through your exams. It's a specialized exams. field, primary care. We're, we're part of the primary care system in uh, health care. 
um, along with you know podiatry and along with uh, dentistry and so forth because all of those primary fields can lead to discovering systemic diseases and so forth in patients. Yeah, that's, that's How did true. you come along in getting to talk to Wertheim, who was about Do- oh, yeah, who was Wertheim. the person before you in this shop? Yes, and who for many years was also our optometrist. Well, he was my optometrist too as a child. In fact, he fit me with my first pair of glasses. And I also went to school with his youngest son, uh, Martin, who's in the same building he with me. He is, yes, he we is. Were, but he, uh, we were classmates in high school. Oh, oh you that's were, so, interesting. So that's where there was another connection there also. Uh, I had practiced for about nine years before deciding that I wanted to you know, go into private optometry. Yeah. And at the time, a neighbor of Dr. Wertheim's uh, mentioned that he was on the verge of looking to retire. And she had been working with my wife, so that's when we made the connections, and uh, ah, we, yes, yeah, we yes, made the yes, exchange at that yes. point. And the yes. rest again is history. Yeah. And <laughs> Twenty-five years later, I'm still yes, there. Yes, yes. Yeah. And now, the practice has been uh, in the in the city of Glen Cove since 1946, when he established the practice. Wow, so that I don't is. Know if it's well, one of the longest-standing continuous practices in the Glen Cove area. Yeah, it must be because a lot of the existing businesses or pra- went the way of yeah. you know uh, and a lot of the, you know private practices have been absorbed by you yes, know of the hospital settings and so forth to consolidation yeah like a lot my of the cardiac people. well yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of the cardiology groups and so sure. forth and even the ophthalmology groups have uh, consolidated and uh, yeah, it's very, well, very difficult like to find a small practice with a Gary, single doctor anymore. Now you find yourself, you buy, you, you buy a practice, and now you find yourself having to meet payrolls and so on. Sure, of course. How, yeah. does, how does being an entrepreneur in that respect, how do you feel about that? Well, you've got to keep work, work, working. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> To pay the bills. Exactly. Uh, I, I, you know, I've always been uh, very fortunate to have a very good staff in my practice. Yes. Uh, and we've worked very well together. And you and employ you, people in yeah. Glencoe. And I, all the people that I've had in uh, my practice outside of one have been uh, Glencoe citizens. Yes. My current secretary, my yes. optician, um, my past secretaries that have retired were right. all from Glencoe. Oh, I remember some of the older, older yeah, ones. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't even remember their names Anne. anymore, isn't that? Anne. Anne. Anne, yes. was, Anne was with the practice for almost 30 years. That's right. Between Dr. Wertham and myself. She worked uh, with me about 10 of the 30 yeah, years. Yeah, wasn't there a Reva Pincus too? Or am that I? was probably before my time. Oh, it was before. <laughs> oh, she was with, yeah, that yeah. she was with Dr. Yeah. Wertheim. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, that's going back a long, mm-hmm. long time. I just have to ask you, how much really of your practice really devotes itself to the care of us geriatric patients? Um, I would say, you know, I have a good majority of uh, my patients that are over the age of 65. And um, a lot of them have been, uh, you know, coming to me for many years. And a lot of them uh, take their eye care very Very seriously. seriously, And they, they come in every year. Yeah. You know, we send out reminder cards, and uh, people pay attention to them. So I've been seeing a lot of patients year after year yeah. and watching their eyes get old and oh, taking care of them. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> that, that's, I guess and listening when, to them crash and complain like me. I guess when you can't see far and you can't see close, you're pretty much blind. <laughs> oh, not <laughs> that's funny. Where, well, that's where eye care comes in, and, yeah, and eyewear and glasses contact. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, want? D- just don't get upset by this. I mean, what the are mere you going to say? That we, that we wear uh, prisms in my eyes and trifocal and, and, and trifocal and all this other. I still see. <laughs> well, that's the most important thing. That's, that's that. That's that uh, mm. I, I I just find it amazing that I have to go to an autonomatrist and I have to go to a person like a surgeon like Dr. Girardi mm-hmm. and all these other people within the same field mm-hmm. of just taking care of your Well, eyes. of course, yeah. honey, because mm-hmm. for enough, uh, the optometry part is basically the, uh, the, the eyeglasses, but an ophthalmologist d- detect, will treat eye diseases. Correct. That's the difference. Yeah, but somebody like Gary can detect. For instance, let me tell you a little story. And this is interesting, to me at least. <laughs> Way back when, when you had Bruce, 
Remember? Okay, sure, of course. Of course you remember yep. Bruce. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody out there who has gone remembers. You couldn't miss Bruce. You can't I think he was like 6'5". He was a <laughs> big guy. And very, very uh, yes, uh, outgoing. Yes, outgoing. Mm-hmm. He detected, in my eyes, he detected high blood pressure. This was way back when I was young. He detected, and that, that was the start of well, my... Well, Wertheim detected it, that I had a leaky... Oh, uh, that you... Blood vessel? Your blood, blood vessel in the back of my eye, mm-hmm. that which be, is called what kind macular of Macular degeneration. Macular degeneration. And that's the beginning of. The beginning right? of. Yeah, the but begins. happily, he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Why? Because he takes eye vites. There that's you go. Right. There you go. Well, we're going to... Yeah. You know, we we deal. We mentioned uh, Dale Zerbrick. He mm-hmm. picks the music for senior moments, and here is Henry Mancini leading leading the our director song, which is the alma mater of Glen Cove High School. Well, it's the March for Graduation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Senior Moments will be right back with our guest, Dr. Gary Galanti, in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stu is back, and we are with today's guest, Dr. Gary Galanti. Uh, tell me something, Gary. How much has really changed in the optometric field in your experience? Well, I would say the advances in technology uh, continues to give practitioners and eye care better tools uh, to kind of enhance the patient's visual performance. Uh, a lot of that has to do with... Um, the development of different lenses for vision. Uh, some of them are digitally formatted wow. with wa- <clears throat> with using wavefront technology, the same technology that's used in laser vision correction. Oh, really? And then there's a lot of different um, types of products also available out there. The big thing now, uh, outside of UV coating that's in most lenses, yeah. there's blue blocker. Blue blocker is uh, a type of a, a lens coating that's used to help prevent the uh, harmful emissions from a lot of our electronic devices, right. computer is that, screens. Was that and designed in the military? <clears throat> Blue blocker? Yeah. Probably back then, but not taken to the same extreme now when they find that a lot of our electronic devices, our iPhones, iPads, computers, Uh emit those types of wavelengths of light, and they found over the years of exposure to that 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 could cause some problems in the eyes, essentially retinal problems, cataract development, just like ultraviolet light does. Right. So I think what the uh, industry is doing now is they're uh, incorporating blue blockers in most prescription lenses now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yep. That's right. good to know. <clears throat> yeah, that's a. Have your equipment changed much? 
Um, yeah, well, of course. You know, uh, the basic equipment that's been around for years is still used, but there's also, of course, a lot of computer-assisted, you know, machinery that basically does everything. Is it is it accurate as some of the uh, older technology? For the most part, I would say yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I would have to say it's computerized. A lot of it is, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean... But you still need that doctor on the other end of the machine to really uh-huh. kind of make the decision of really what is perfect for or what's right for the patient. Of course. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, of course. I'm always amazed. If, for <clears throat> instance, uh, the test for glaucoma, which is a little that little puff. Well, that that's is, kind of old school and now, now. Oh, see, that's old school Yeah, now. that's kind of, I mean, it's still out there, but there's uh, that's that was called the uh, air puff tonometer. Uh, but there's also now what is called the Goldman tonometry, which is a far superior test, which must be done if there's, an, is, if there's a questionable result done with that air puff ah, tonometer. Ah. Um, there's also now what is called a Tonapen. The Tonapen is a handheld device that also helps to check for the internal eye pressure, too, which uh, is newer technology also. Interesting. So the air puff test, which is still out there, is kind of like an older test. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Boy, it, it really is. It, it always fascinates me when I'm in your office at the the uh, the, the minutia, the fine. <laughs> t- I mean, such it amazes me. Yeah, it amazes I mean, me. Are you, can you tell when the person is really not sure? Not that he's lying oh, or yeah, anything that's like that. That yeah. of course happens, particularly with children. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, they they want to wear glasses because their best friends wearing glasses, or they want something to wear to be uh, you know, more outgoing in their classroom, or to be uh, it's just an accessory. And you have to kind of uh, work with the child. There's a lot of different tricks I have up my sleeve when I'm working with a child. That, that's called malingering. Ah. <laughs> They're malingering. You know, yeah, and malingering. You, you detect them out, and then you disappoint the heck out of them when you tell them, oh, your eyes are perfect, you don't need glasses, and then they start crying in your chair. Oh. So I, I, I've had that many times. <laughs> yeah, but I've always been, I, I'm so aware of this, when you are, when you're testing my eyes and you flash the, is this brighter, is this less bright, is this sharper? Right, right, right. Sharper? Is that, mm. Sometimes I really it's don't difficult. know, and I, I'm amazed that you're able to... Uh, That's the refinement yes. of a refraction. The refraction is the determination of the prescription for the person's glasses that they need to see clearer. Yeah. And when you're doing that, which is better, one or two, that's yeah. a refinement to try to get the best possible um, prescription okay. at that point and using both your professional subjective and objective readings. Yeah. How yeah, closely do you uh, work with ophthalmologists? Uh, ophthalmologists? Ophthalmologist. Opth- um, I belong to a network of ophthalmologists that I deal with when I discover a person has a certain medical condition that requires a specialty. So there's a referral network that I belong to for uh, retinal mm. problems. Uh, so, so how does that work? You, well, if you, I discover a person has a retinal problem, say they have diabetic retinopathy, okay. or they have the beginnings of macular degeneration, or they have a retinal detachment, uh, there's a referral network that we have on Long Island, which we're very pleased to have, for all the different ophthalmology groups that are here. So I would refer those patients to this uh, vitriol retinal consultants as my main referral for retinal problems. They have uh, extensive offices, but the main office that I refer to is in Great Neck. And then if someone has like a cataract or they're looking for laser vision correction, uh, we have a, an extensive network of doctors in the OCLI group. The OCLI group just recently opened up a satellite office in Glen Cove. Hmm. So we do have yes, them available, too. I don't even too. know where that is. Yep, it's I right know. in uh, the uh, Shopping Stop and Shop, shop above, and shop yep, above the professional yep, uh, yeah. building so, up there. Uh, and they are, they're all uh, utilizing the new facility for surgery in Westbury on Jericho Turnpike, uh-huh. which is their uh, tremendous state-of-the-art surgical center. Wow. And they yeah. do a lot of surgeries there. In fact... Um, I heard that they didn't make the place big enough. <laughs> really? Yeah. As so, as, yeah, so it's very, very in demand. So you th- a lot of people are going for this corrective laser well, that surgery. And then, you know, a lot of cataract or other corneal problems. They yeah. have an extensive um, group of different specialists within the practice themselves. Uh-huh. Some people are just for cornea. Some are just for laser vision correction, cataract surgery. Mm-hmm. Well, you said before cataract, and mm-hmm. then now you say cataracts. Is there well cataract? Yeah, cataract or cataract. Cataracts is would, would binocular. Cataract would be one eye. Is it true that most ocular pathologies occur with advancing age? I would say so. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. our bodies as we get a little older. So you start see to a lot down. of it because you're you have an elder community that you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, I would say, and and most of my practice is really within uh, the Glen Cove, sure. Glenhead, Seacliff, Locust Valley area, and I, I would say that I have a good practice that's uh, mostly you know 40 plus age group but yeah. I do do some pediatrics uh-huh. and most of my patients that are you know in their 60s and 70s that's where the pathology kind of kicks course. in we're yeah, going to take yeah. a breather here here's Barbara Streisand singing on a clear day uh, one of my favorites <laughs> And look around And you'll She never she, lets us down. She knocks me out. She really does. <laughs> and in case anybody missed this in our almost seven years of being on the air, in we the, went in to our seven the years. same high school. Barbara <laughs> Streisand was three years behind me in high school. Yes, and this leads us to talking about Neil Diamond, who went to Erasmus for... What, a year or two? Maybe. And then we're talking about Neil Sadaka, who went to Lincoln, and anybody out there of Brooklyn-born history knows that there was Erasmus, there was Midwood, there was Lincoln, there was Madison, there was... uh, Midwood? Oh, you said Midwood. I said Midwood. um, uh, I'm losing Franklin K. Lane, (laughs) (laughs) et cetera. So enough of that. All right. Yeah, at one time, Erasmus had a great football team, and we played in Ebbets Field. You but did? Really? Yeah. Wow. Was that I, when you were on the team? Mm, <laughs> no. Ooh, no. No, I only played in Tilden Field. Did you play, or did you, you doctor? I, I was a doctor. You were the team doctor. Yes, because I got hurt. <laughs> I know, poor baby. <laughs> I always get hurt. <laughs> well, you know something? Knowing what football does, I'm very glad that you really didn't go bouncing your head around. Well, let's go back to <laughs> other hurts. Other hurts, okay. Yeah, the, the hurts of, I, I, I'm just always nervous when they say they're going to laser this or laser, laser something that. Right, right. You're afraid of uh, lasers? <laughs> well, I know what the destruction they can do. Yeah. I have an optical background because I did special optics for Nikon uh, when we were bringing them into the United States. And so I, I talk about nodal separation and I talk about various uh, uh, distortions uh, and th- when I was in the selling business. And uh, I'm just scared to death of a laser. I mean, like, for instance, I think Dr. Girardi punched 
two he holes did. in he my did get to drain in yeah. my cornea. Or no, probably in your iris. In, in, yes, in my yes. iris, mm. uh, for to it helps to alleviate the in, increase in intraocular pressure. Yes, which go. comes mm-hmm. with glaucoma. Right, exactly. Which is yeah. There you go. They've. And I think the field of um, eye care uh, lasers have uh, really provided a lot of uh, treatments that we never had. That's you know, right. And I think they're very helpful in a lot of ways to help exactly. to preserve people's vision. Yeah. What are the, some of the, the illnesses or diseases that you see? Oh, my goodness. Well, oh. besides cataract, glaucoma, uh, macular degeneration, I see many different types of corneal dystrophies. One of the main ones Wh- is... What does that mean? A corneal dystrophy is a type of a condition that affects the cornea of the eye, which is the first outer layer of okay. the eye that light hits as it travels through the eye. The cornea is essentially a clear tissue. It's an amazing tissue because it's avascular. It has no blood vessels, so it has to remain clear. Um, and it basically depends on oxygen through the form of osmosis, pulling the oxygen yeah. out of surrounding blood vessels to sustain it. So when the cornea has certain breakdowns in the tissues, and there's essentially five different layers of the cornea, you can get many different types of corneal problems, corneal dystrophies. The most common one is called Fuchs dystrophy. Mm. And Fuchs dystrophy is very devastating because as it progresses, it causes the cornea to break down and it becomes opaque and and then the person can't say. And at that point, they would need treatment, which usually the first course of treatment is a corneal transplant. I was just going to bring that up Mm -hmm. uh, because I know a couple of people who have had corneal transplants. This and it's amazing what they're doing with corneal transplants now. Yeah. Incredible. They have uh, uh, a lot of different types of procedures where they could remove just the back surface of the cornea instead of the whole entire cornea. Amazing. It's called a desect, and that's what um, my father had had one. Really? Uh, maybe a couple of years before he passed away. His cornea uh-huh. was getting bad, and one of the ophthalmologists in the referral network that I belong to uh, did a very successful procedure on wow, it. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. How um, how many diseases would you say are really directly related to heredity? In just the eye itself? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Numerous. Oh, really? Yes. Numerous, well, we yeah. know. We do know about glaucoma I mean, because his dad <clears throat> had glaucoma. Right. There's, right? There's conditions of the retina, too. You have uh, one of the more common ones that people know about is retinitis pigmentosa. Oh, yeah. That's a hereditary this. condition of the retina. Uh color blindness if you want to go that simple that's oh, a hereditary condition it? too because yeah, it's not as devastating as some yeah. of the other ones i mean but uh that's a hereditary condition too wow. and our yeah. next song will take yeah. us to the end of the segment here is the eye of the tiger sung by <laughs> katie perry good selection <laughs>
Senior Moments. We'll be right back with Dr. Gary Galante. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Stu and Nina is back, and we're having a lovely, lovely interview with Dr. Gary Galanti. Actually, I'm learning a lot. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> this is a wonderful <laughs> thing to bring up. I really, I have to mention that, because we do. One of the things that keeps us going in doing what we're doing here is the enormous variety of people that we get a chance to be with. Well, that's wonderful. And it is good. wonderful. You're never too old to learn. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. At 82, so, that's not too bad. That's right. Yeah. It, please. <laughs> keep going. Yes, keep going, Keep honey. moving. But, yeah, but keep any, moving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gary, what? Do, the, do the big box stores frighten you in any way? Oh, yeah, like a no, Costco? not really. Or? Well, you know what? Uh, tell, us, tell us about the I don't even put myself in the same category as right. them. I mean, the services that I provide in my practice are really professional personalized services I I don't have the high uh, pressure volume that these places have and I stay very competitive with them and in, in my pricing uh, I think the most important thing that patients come back to me year after year after year is because of my professional services that I provide for them oh yeah and I'm not that type of a doctor that's going to book like you know f- ten patients in an hour. I take my time with my patients. Yes. I give them the time that they need, and they know that, and yes. that's what brings them back. Exactly. And that's the way I like to practice. Right. Well, let's go I, back a little bit when you uh, were a patient of Dr. Wertheim. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing his. I have a handful (laughs) of of his, still have a handful of his original patients that have been dedicated to the practice for 60 years plus, some of them. Unbelievable. Some of our friends. Yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. You know, unfortunately, little by little, they're, you know, (laughs) leaving the practice to uh, go to heaven. Yes. (laughs) What are you going to do? Yes, I know. It's part of life. Exactly. It's (laughs) the circle of life. They don't need doctors out there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show when we, uh, you know, announced that that we do the show on behalf of the Glencove Senior Center. Yes. That your parents really took great advantage of the center first with the center, wait, first with the center club. Right, the center club they belonged to for many years. And then, of course, once your dad passed and your mom declined Mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah, that's, yeah. And she Mm -hmm. is now in the day program. Absolutely. Which I would love I would love to talk about that with you. Well, you know what the, the strange part, Nina, about that is I really found out about the Glen Cove Senior Adult Day program through a patient of mine. Interesting. I, I honestly didn't even know it existed. Really? I knew about the Center Club because my parents belonged to it for years, but I didn't know about the Adult Day Care Center. That's and when I inquired about it and went there and uh, I ended up enrolling my mother in it, it was the best thing we ever did for her. See. And, it, and they have an amazing staff of people oh, there they, yes. that are just phenomenal. Um, Lisa Craig and Melanie. <laughs> Melanie. <Raimondo. clears throat> yes. Yep. And also I, a Heidi that's there is Heidi, wonderful. Yes, yes. And, and they really do a tremendous job with these people. Yeah. And I, I think there should be more programs like it. We don't know how blessed we are in Glen Cove to have a program like this. Oh, we are. And, we, we you know, are. my mom would be sitting in her house with her aide in front of a TV all day long if we didn't have something like this. So yes. they'd provide the transportation uh, round trip back and forth right from her door yeah. to the center and they provide a wonderful meal programs it is just i can't i can't brag That's enough right. about she it she gets the socialization that absolutely she needs. and she loves I, going there yes and i know quite a few people who go there and perform i mean they oh. have the senior jazz i mm-hmm. love the jazz ensemble yep they're Every great Monday, great people mm-hmm. and uh, they're no we babies on the radio. Yeah. and yeah we did we had i think they were our first mm-hmm. show one was of our first one shows. yes uh, yes our first show was uh 
our friend from Theater 2. Always Lois Morton. Lois Morton. Who does go and, and uh, give her time well, and performs well, there. And, uh, yeah. It's, well, there I have to commend each and every one of them. They do a terrific job with these people. Yes, yes. We are really blessed to have them. Uh, so I also have to ask you now, do you – how would we – Get into let's say somebody listens to this show and says, you know, I like what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I want to go to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're you're computer savvy, I do have yeah. a website. Oh, good. Why don't um, you tell us you what that is? GaryGalanti.com. Uh-huh. Um, I also uh, have a following on Facebook, ah. and I'm on Glen Cove Patch, Yelp. If ah. people know about Yelp. Yelp. Um, yeah. So, what, what is the name of the business, the official name? Gary it's, Gal- yeah, it's under my name, Gary Gary Galante, ODPC. ODPC, yes. Optometrist in private practice. Yeah. yeah. Always, yes. Oh, that's what the um, PC stands for. 50 School Street for. in Glen Cove. Yes. Same, same, location, same location since 1965, I think. That's right. Right across from the... Starbucks from the, and a movie theater. And a movie theater. Yes, our wonderful movie theater <laughs> that we're blessed to have. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> yes. Do you get a chance to go to the movies very often? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Not that yeah. often, though. Haven't <laughs> been, you know... Now that it's brand new and all, we have. I hear it's fantastic. It is. You sit back, relax, and you have your popcorn and your soda. And go to sleep. And And go go to sleep. sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you don't like the movie. (laughs) And you spend a fortune not liking the movie. (laughs) You got to take advantage of the specials. I think they have senior specials on Tuesdays. They do. They do. They have, I think, Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, something like that. Exactly. Well, here's a little song that. Dale picked, I guess because we're a local business, and here is Welcome Back, Cotta. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Back here where we need ya Back here where we need ya Yeah, we tease him a lot Cause we got him on the spot Welcome back Welcome back And I know what a scene you were learning in Was there something that made you come back again? And what could ever lead you? What could ever lead you? Back here where we need you Back here where we need you Yeah, we tease him a lot Cause we got him on the spot Welcome back Welcome back, welcome back We're welcoming him back here because he never left. That's <laughs> true. This is true. Yeah, but it's okay. We love this song. Yes, it was. It's a fun song. Yeah. Anyhow, Gary, we have a, not a lot of time left, and okay. we would like to really understand how you help your patients and how you direct them and how you would like them to uh, to, to, to be directed and how they should be. Okay, so you're looking for me to promote the field of optometry? Is that what you want me to do? <laughs> that, that's basically it. Okay. You know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, uh, 
you, kids go to school and they mm-hmm. can't, and and they're reading with their hand and pra- practically in front of their face, and then all of a sudden somebody says, "You need glasses." Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'd really like the public to know out there that you know, routine eye care is very important, especially for our young children, and a lot of parents out there feel that oh, they'll get tested in school, and screenings in schools, although are helpful to a certain degree. I think uh, a professional eye examination for all children should be mandated uh, at least until, uh, you know, maybe five or six years old. Mm-hmm. Could I just ask, when you say screening in schools, do we do look at our ch- I don't remember this that well, the, far back. We well, the screenings in school basically really is done by the, the usually by the school nurse. Yeah. And, you know, the child's put at a certain point and asked to read an eye chart, and that's it. That's uh-huh. their school screening. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of things can pass through the cracks there. And a lot of children, you know, because they're in a school setting, will be attentive to what they're really doing. And sometimes, you know, the nurse may be a little bit pressured into what right. she's doing. She has a lot of children waiting in line to have the screenings done. So that's why I think it's important for most parents to really feel the child should get a full comprehensive eye examination before they enter school. And in fact, and I think I was telling both of you before, New York State is one of the few states that mandate that. A lot of uh, the states in our country require a full comprehensive eye examination along with physicals every year before children can enter school. Wow. And then that would be the um, what do you call it the um, the baseline the base thank you that's a what I was looking for, you for know, the baseline and going the, moving forward and then at that point if something is picked up and the child does require some sort of visual correction that child should be checked every year right if nothing is in their vision is perfect and fine then you know every two to three years at that point got it and got then it. the screenings are always done in the school anyway and something could be picked up there that could have been missed uh-huh. from several years prior yeah I, I think it's so important to do that on a yearly basis because I remember as a kid, I got, I broke a finger in playing baseball. I never told my mother about it or anything, <laughs> and it was the the finger never really healed because of that. What ha- <laughs> so, What does this have to do with your eye? So it's like the <laughs> same thing. A ball could hit an eye or something, and the child thinks. Well, it, you know, wrong this is true. It. Children don't speak up. I was sledding in Prospect Park in the winter time. And I went down Suicide Mountain, <laughs> and I crashed. You don't look like the type of red Suicide Mountain. <laughs> crashed into the the cement part of the park bench. Oh. In my side of my, I never told my parents. Mm. Never told my parents. Because they would never let you go sledding again. That's probably right. <laughs> and we didn't wear helmets in those days. <laughs> they didn't but even the, exist, probably. <laughs> but the point is, you're right. They don't tell. They a lot. But just I, let it. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but That's okay. it's just it's just that I, I I think when you think about the fact that you have eyesight in the first place, mm-hmm. it's taken I for mean, granted. Absolutely. Oof. You know, especially in our youth, we take for granted yes. our health. Yes. Yeah. There's a case in point, if you want me to bring this up. Yeah. Uh, one of my nieces, her, uh, I think he was about five or six years old at the time. This is my, her and her yeah. son. Uh, was already thinking he was in first grade. And at that point, she never had her child's eyes examined. Okay. And then um, at one point, he was like leaning on the couch and he had one eye covered you know, with a pillow ah. and and he kept like you know mommy i can't see and she goes what are you talking about well he says um he says i can't see the tv with this eye so she then she says what are you talking about so she like kind of like thought he was like playing around right. but then um her husband said you know what we should have his eyes examined turns out that he was highly myopic in that <gasps> one eye wow. uh the prescription was extremely off the scales and thank god she had him checked because he he ended up having to wear full-time glasses and also had to do what is called patch treatment Ah, patching his good eye so that that weaker eye would start to get stimulated so this is probably something he was born with but wasn't picked up until he was about five or six years old of course of course and you hear about many cases well if you don't mind my citing something i i never really had my eyes checked until I was, I think, had geometry. Is it geometry where you do parabolas and... and sure, I think the, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember. Well, this, I was a terrible math student, but the parabolas, and this is... I couldn't... I don't know what happened. They were just not... Uh, you weren't focusing clear. properly on and them. And I found that I had astigmatism. Mm. And that's when I first got my first pair of, right. I guess, basic little... Uh, it's not from saying know. anything yeah. like... Uh, 
a sir. Well, what? <laughs> How do you cir- uh, circumcise? Oh, circ- <laughs> circumcise a circle. That's another story. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> that is another story. Yeah, but uh, truly, uh, a lot of kid astigmatism has to be yeah, a, sure. a big, mm-hmm. big factor. That could affect sure. both your vision, distance, and reading. This is true. Well, I have to tell you, Gary, we have learned so much from you today. Well, thank it you. was such a pleasure. I'm so yeah, sorry that we reached mine. reached the end of the show. So we thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank Nina you. And, uh, yes, and we and close the show with how to succeed in business. Uh-huh. <laughs> how to apply for a job. How to advance from the mailroom. How to sit down at a desk. How to dictate memorandums. How to develop executive style. How to commute in a three-button suit with that weary executive smile. This book is all that I need. How to, how to succeed. Is all that I need. How to, how to succeed. How to choose the right company. Before applying for a job, make sure you have chosen the right company. It is essential that the company be a big one. It should be at least big enough so that nobody knows exactly what anyone else is doing. How to observe personnel. Select whom to lunch with How to Avoid petty friends Okay, and that How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying Another wonderful selection from Dale Zerbrick Thank you so much, Dale And thank you to Chris, as always And now I feel better And what about Gary? And I did, did I not thank you already? I did, I'll thank you again (laughs) There we are This book is all that I need This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Nina and Stuart Held saying, before Senior Moments signs off for today, please remember... Youth is a gift of nature, but age is a work of art. The Glencoe Senior Center's website is one word, GlencoeSeniorCenter.com. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio next Tuesday.